Right now, I'm staring at my cat. She is sitting in a transparent Rubbermaid box because she loves it. We play this little game every morning after we go outside and walk the parapet. We come back inside. She has some foods and then she bites my leg until I get her treats. Once I get her treats, she then goes, retreats to her see-through box and acts like she doesn't want the treats. After that, I go back to doing whatever it is that I was doing. And then she comes and bites me on the leg again. Now, I'm waiting to get bitten in the leg for a third time. I want to be clear that my cat is not malicious. She doesn't bite me any more than any other rotten little poopy butts might. She's attention seeking, but perhaps this is because she came into my life at a point when I needed her most. And now we formed an unnatural bond, not that kind, unnatural bond in the way of, I don't know how to quit her. So I let her keep biting me and I keep chucking little treats at her because today I'm dead to me. I talk about my grief kitty. So I'm going to go ahead and start throwing this at her because she is officially looking at me and that means it's on. Actually, you know what? Let's just see what she does. She's staring at me. So after my dad died two years ago, I got a phone call from a veterinarian's office that asked me, do you still want to I almost said rent a cat, but that's not right. Do you still want to adopt a cat? And I had forgotten that, I don't know, on one of my days out and about the neighborhood, um, I walked past the front window of a veterinarian's office um, on my way to the grocery store and there were adorable little kitties in the front window. And on a whim, I walked in and I signed up, filled out all the paperwork, uh, required to adopt and just promptly forgot about it and months went by and months went by and I figured after I hadn't heard from them that the cats were uh, one and done and they obviously had all been I almost said rented out again Jesus they'd almost have been adopted you know they must have been adopted out and so therefore I just wasn't getting a cat but I got back to New York after we buried dad in Iowa and I got this call from out of nowhere and it was the vets saying, you know, you still want this cat. And I was like, uh, holy shit. Um, no, I don't want anything that I have to be required to love again because I can't take the heartbreak, but oh my God, do I want a cat because kitties. Um, and I thought about it for a while and it was only, let's see, oh God, now she's asleep. Again, it's a game we play. I'll just set those treats right there until she bites me. Um, so the call came in, a few weeks went by, um, or actually it had just been a few weeks since my dad died and the idea of taking on a little tiny kitty terrified me like what if I 
what if I gave my love to a little thing and it went away? And I mean, I ran this up the flagpole with my mom and my two sisters who all have uh, betwixt them five cats. No, four, five, six, seven cats. Seven cats, ladies and charms, between them. And we've always been a cat people. Outdoor cats mostly because I grew up on a farm. And they were like, oh, kitty. Ooh. And uh, I was like, no, but it's like, y'all don't understand that um, if I go get this kitty, it's like only eight weeks old. And holy shit, um, that my my grief and my pain and my sadness that's a lot to lay on an eight-week-old. And so I felt kind of bad about even entertaining the idea of going to look at this kitty. What happened then was that they, my sisters and my mom, all came to the agreement that, you know, going to pet them could not possibly be the worst thing in the world. I mean, even if I decided not to adopt one or rent one, that I could always just go and had a few kitties that could pet me up some. So I was like, all right, I will buy into this logic. Looking back, of course, I knew what I was setting myself up for. But I went out and I went and saw this little gaggle of kitties. And there were two little floofy butts. And there were three other little short-haired kitties. And I can't say that I felt happy or comforted or any of those things by being surrounded by little fluff balls but it was better than getting poked in the eye with the sharp stick and at that point that close in to my grief that was so bad and well it still is different but was so bad that you could just touch it and and I felt it you know avoiding a poke in the eye with a sharp stick was like hell yes that's fine if that's all I get out of this, that's great. And so I sat around with these little toodle toots and poopy butts and I hung out with them and played with them and um, took pictures of them. And this is where things really started to unravel because look, uh, I'm not gonna say that my cat is the most adorable cat anyone has ever seen in their entire life. But when I text a picture of her to um, my husband, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gasp, etc." So I do what any grown-ass woman does when making a, an important life decision. I posted a photo of my kitty, my potential kitty at that point, on Facebook. And I asked, well, you know. I don't know, I'm considering this kitty cat and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I don't know what sage among my friends said this, but said, wrote this, but said, you know, I'm not sure what's up for discussion here. Look at that face. And I was like, oh God, you know, she is really cute. And so a couple days later, I was like, you know what, why don't we... My husband and I were like, why don't we go and actually take a look together? You know, it makes sense. Um, both potential parents need to go and test out the merchandise. And so we went up to go visit 
the kitties and it was um, this adorable picture of my husband who is about six feet tall and oh, adorable and all of those things. Nice big hands, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. And he took this picture of this teeny tiny baby kitty in his hands and she was just looking up at him like, oh, I love you. And um, I'm really not a sap, but I gotta say, yeah, it was just so cute. Then I moved into the phase of acceptance of getting a cat. I'm like, this, I guess, is happening. And I don't know, we had to wait to get her because she was too young. We couldn't bring her home. And I was just like, well, now that I know that we're going to get this cat, I need this cat. I need this cat badly. In my, I need her in my hands, I need her in my life, and I need her now. And I, I would call the vet's office. I don't know. I mean, honestly, it was, I'll have to pull the records for you, but it was a couple times a week. And I'm like, at what point can I bring her home? What point can I bring, honestly, what point can I bring her home? And they're like, we usually like to have them, you know, X amount of weeks old with their second blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, lady, you don't understand who you're dealing with here. I am a fucking woman in grief right now. And I need that fucking cat to make me whole because there is nothing in the planet that's going to save my life except that little ball of fur. The woman on the other end of the line, she said, you know what? I'll tell you what, just come on in and get her. And so I ran out of here out of my apartment like a goddamn kid. I ran up to Petco, where the pets go, and I got, like, kitty starter kit, you know. I'm like, I don't have anything for her, and I can go get her. So I ran up there, got a whole bunch of crap, came back, dropped it off at the apartment, fucking hauled ass back up to the vets, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm getting this cat, I'm getting this cat. And it was November 28th, dad died on September 4th, they were like, you know, we'll be bringing out your kitty in a minute. And I'm like, wee, kitty. It was, it was chilly out, I remember that day. And I had put little blankies in this little carrier I brought. And they haul out this cat. And I'm like, the fuck? This isn't my cat. It was a white, short-haired cat. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, I don't hate that white kitty. But goddammit, that's not the fuzzy-faced, snot-nosed booger licker that I fell in love with. And I just said, oh, that's not my cat. And I thought, fuck, my cat's gone. So you might think that I um, ended up coming home with that white kitty, even though it wasn't the one that I chose because it chose me. No, uh-uh, no, I got my kitty, the little fuzzy face poop nose. I shoved her ass into the carrier. I threw both of our asses into a cab and I brought her home. And I opened up the little carrier and she just walked right out and she, she went potty. She went straight to her toilet. <sighs> anyway, that cat saved my life. I had a dog once before that saved my life. Different set of circumstances, but same feeling. My little grief kitty, she's now two years old. And my grief has changed. My kitty has changed. One thing remains the same. That little fucker still bites me when she's hungry.